0: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots
1: today. Welcome to the Casting Across Fly Fishing Podcast at Matthew of CastingAcross.com, where I explore the quarry and culture of fly fishing. Today we're going to talk about, about six different ways that you can carry your stuff. You need stuff when you go fly fishing as much as many protests of the materialistic ways that consumerism has crept into fly fishing. You need things, you need a rod, you need line, you need flies. And then it's really nice to have something to keep the flies floating. And it's also pretty helpful to have something to snip the fly off the end of your line. And it just goes on and on from there. Can it get absurd? Absolutely. Can it get extreme? Of course. But for most of us, we have a core set of gear that we want to have on the water with us. So how do we have it on the water with us? Well, like I said, today we're going to talk about six different things, six different ways you can carry your stuff. I can say that I think I've had experience with every one of these. I can speak firsthand about all of these options. And they have pros and they have cons. And I'm not going to go through those exhaustively. But the point of this is, first and foremost, if you are new, if you are just starting fly fishing or fishing in general, this would certainly work with spinning gear or other conventional gear, as long as you're not carrying a dozen 12-inch long uh, jerk baits. Um, then this is maybe a good primer for you of thinking through that catalog, thinking through that fly ship looking at all the different options that are out there. Uh, Secondly, if you have been fly fishing for any period of time and you are tired of the way that you've been doing it, you notice that you have a sore shoulder or you have an aching back or you just are carrying too much stuff or you aren't carrying as much stuff as you want to carry, then hopefully these six options, this brief conversation will give you a little bit of insight on some of the directions that you can go. So the most common thing that we see in fly fishing is a vest. Now, a vest is the very first thing that I got when I went fly fishing. In fact, I bought a vest before I even picked up a fly rod. I bought a vest because I was going on a camping trip and we would be out in canoes. And the idea of taking my giant tackle box in a canoe with another teenager seemed like a terrible idea. So I went down to Sports Authority. I bought a $15 vest with lots of pockets and some sort of fuzzy patch that I had no clue what it was at that point in time. And, uh, I loaded it up with all my spinners and all of my crankbaits and all of my worms. And I put them in this vest, not knowing that this was leaving a worm in a a cotton vest would not be a good idea. Um, rubber worm, mind you. And it actually ended up being a great decision because John tipped the canoe over within a few hours of being there. And whereas his tackle box spilled down the reservoirs, rocky banks, uh, and into the depths, I was able to keep virtually every one of my lures as they were all in individual compartments in my vest. So that was the beginning of my love for fly fishing vests. Here's the problem with fly fishing vests. I'll start with the negative. One is They have lots of pockets and people fill up those pockets. I fill up those pockets. There's a pocket. You're going to fill it. Now, if you can show restraint, this con is actually a pro. If you have the ability to be discerning in what you bring with you, a fly fishing vest provides an excellent opportunity for not only carrying a diverse amount of gear, but also spreading the weight around your torso. A fly fishing vest will do something that virtually no other thing on this list, no other storage solution can provide. And that is giving you places to put things on either side of your front and either side of your back and then up and down uh, from really your waist to the your, your shoulders. And in doing so, you're able to distribute weight evenly. Now, just think about about this in the terms of carrying a heavy weight. Um, you know, think of 15 pounds of lead. Uh, n- no one enjoys wearing a lead vest when they are getting x-rayed. No one enjoys getting x-rayed for that matter. But that 15 pounds spread evenly over a vest shape, although it's heavy it is equally being borne by your shoulders and by your torso. Now, if you were to take that same 15 pounds and put it in a bag and have a, a single strap or even two small straps and have that over your one of either shoulder or have that dangling from your waist and that same amount of weight, that same load would be much more difficult to bear. And so that's an extreme example, but that is one of the benefits of a fly fishing vest. A lot of people like fly fishing vests because of their look. They look traditional. They look like what you expect to look like when you go fly fishing. These days, vests are certainly much nicer than they were 25 and 30 years ago. Uh, They are not all cotton. Uh, They're made out of the same breathable nylons that you have gotten used to with all of your other performance gear. And so consequently, what they have touching you, whether it be your shoulders or even at your back or at your chest, uh, they're going to have materials that are going to wick moisture away and they're going to be much more comfortable over prolonged uh, days on the water. I remember it used to be uh, that there was, you know, many, many less options out there. And Orvis in particular had two vests. They had the vest that was full fabric and the vest that was mesh, the summertime vest. And uh, these days, you know, you, you have the full fabric benefit while having the same breathable benefits of mesh. So a vest is a great option. A nice thing about a vest is that you have. Oftentimes, depending on the construction of that vest and given, you have many manufacturers, major manufacturers and bootleggers out of uh, Asian countries that make all manner of designs. But by and large, the design that you're going to get with a vest is going to have a large back compartment that is perfect for stashing an extra rod tube, a net, a lunch, a rain jacket. And this is something that most other storage options are not going to provide you and so it may get bulky it may look a little bit ridiculous but a vest is a great option you're also able to really in a lot of ways in a vest arrange things precisely where you want them if you want your tools anywhere on your torso. As long as there is a pouch or a lash point, you're able to put those tools there. Um, You are not limited because of a smaller footprint. So a vest is a great option. Just because it is old doesn't mean it's bad, but also just because it's old doesn't mean it's right. So it is a great option. It's worth going and trying them on, seeing how they fit, and even just having one in your repertoire in case you want to turn to it. So we'll go from that option to probably the most popular option these days Um, and this is what i use more often than not that is a sling pack so a sling pack simply described is a bag that goes over one shoulder and you carry it on your back when you are fishing and then you slide it to your front so if you are carrying it over your left shoulder then it is on your back from your left shoulder down to your right hip and when you want to access it you grab that strap that is at your right hip and you pull it across to kind of your left hip and now that bag is right in front of you there are many many brands that make sling packs in fact i would wager that anyone who makes a vest is probably also making a sling pack the great benefit of a sling pack is that you have what we would call a clean front. There's nothing in front of you while you're fishing. This is fantastic as you are walking because you can see your feet as you're waiting. This is great when you're fishing because there's nothing for your line to get hung up on as you are stripping. Now that's not going to happen all the time when you're using a vest, but all those little flaps for pockets, all of the places where your tools are hanging, maybe even just the, the the fact that you have like a, a pair of forceps dangling off of the front of your vest could potentially be a place where that loop could get hung up. And so to have a sling pack where it's just a strap, you completely eliminate or significantly reduce the circumstances in which you're going to have fly line get hung up. But more importantly than that, you can crawl on your belly to access a, uh, a tricky holding spot for a fish. You can move through the brush and nothing's going to get hung up on your front and you're going to be able to see your feet as you are waiting. A nice thing about most sling packs is that when you swing them to the front, you have a large compartment where you're able to store whatever you want. It can be a dozen fly boxes, or it can be one fly box and a really nice camera, or maybe a jet boil and a bunch of coffee and a coffee mug and some snacks. You have that flexibility of using it how you want to use it. And you can also store your tools and your accessories on the outside by clipping them, or you can put them on the inside. And again, you are now pretty smooth and sleek as you move through the underbrush. The big problem with sling packs that most people experience is that they can be uncomfortable if you overburden them. If you put too much weight, again, going back to that lead vest analogy, that 15 pounds, that was just a little bit heavy when you had it in your vest is now painful as it is. Pulling down on your shoulder. This is one of the things that I think is absolutely ridiculous. The vast majority of fly fishing, sling pack, and bag manufacturers put the primary shoulder for your sling pack to go on on the right shoulder. This is great if you're left handed, if you're a left handed caster, but I don't want anything burdening my casting arm, whether it be because I'm trying to make delicate finesse presentations for small trout or I'm double hauling for saltwater fish. I want any sort of burden to be away from my right shoulder as much as possible. That being said, there are some manufacturers that do put them on off shoulders or give you the option of which shoulder to put them on. Now, the other problem that folks have, aside from th- how it is pulling on your shoulder and having that, all that weight in one spot is that they have the tendency to slide depending on your shape. And we're all built differently. Men, women, large, small, tall, short, if these are one size all uh, sling packs and all they have is an adjustment strap for length, um, then even once you get it fit well for you, as you bend over to release a fish, uh, as you bend down to, to unsnag your fly from a stick, there is the potential for that bag to slide forward and around and now it's dangling out in front of you. So a lot of manufacturers have added a second strap, which reduces the convenience of kind of a one-hand operation of sliding that from the back to the front. Um, and sometimes some people still don't like the way that it hangs. Now, a lot of times you can eliminate this problem by packing it well, having the heavier stuff on the bottom side. So as you swing it to the floor uh, in front of you, if you are, if it's over your left shoulder, it's all the heavy stuff, your water bottle, maybe your, um, spare spool is on the left side. So when you slide it behind you, it is now kind of anchored to the small of your back. that is one way you can mitigate that swinging issue. But again, depending on how you walk, how you fish, and your shape, that might always be an issue. So the sling is another uh, good choice for folks. In fact, it's what I use more often than not, both freshwater and saltwater. I like its convenience. I like the flexibility of it. Now, the third option, and we're getting into some of the more traditional options here, uh, but I'm giving kind of my preference. I would say sling is first, and then vest is third. What I would put solidly as second, um, with a big caveat, which we'll get to at the end, is a backpack. I love fly fishing out of a backpack, especially if I'm going to be on the water all day long and I need lots of stuff I need a place to stash the warm clothes I'm wearing early in the day. I anticipate they're going to be nasty weather, so I want to make sure I have a couple of layers. Um, I know I'm going to be eating uh, at least once on the water. I love fishing out of a backpack. I can put those things I'm going to touch once or maybe not at all at the bottom, and I can put the things that I might need to access more frequently, like fly boxes and tippet and uh, things like that, on the outer pockets or on the top. Now, uh, a backpack is also great for distributing weight. So I would say that as good as a vest is, a backpack, if made by a reputable uh, backpack manufacturer, is specifically designed for you not just to carry that weight, but to carry that weight over varied terrain over a prolonged distance. I would not say that most fly fishing vests are constructed for that purpose. They are constructed for you to bear that weight in one place or in a few places for um, long stretches of time. So a backpack, pack is probably the most efficient way to carry that 15 pounds. Again, I'm not saying you have to carry 15 pounds when you go fly fishing, but there are fly fishing specific backpacks. I have found that more often than not, any good backpack is going to work great. I have used backpacks that are created for general outdoor use. I have created backpacks that are created for trail running. I have used backpacks that um, are just made by outdoor companies. They aren't even really made to be performance gear. And they have worked great for not just carrying the essentials, but carrying extra stuff, a spare rod tube, and maybe even a pair of shoes to change into after I've been in waiting boots all day. This is a great option. I think a lot of folks that use it have really come to embrace and appreciate it. It's probably not going to be as convenient as any other option because to access anything, unless you have special pouches or pockets or your lash stuff to the front straps, then you're gonna to have to take the thing off to get two things. But if you know what flies you're fishing and you can throw a box or two of flies in your pockets, or you have some stuff clipped to the, the straps of your backpack, then a backpack is going to give you everything you need and more the entire time you're out on the water. The backpack is also going to give you that clean front, like I mentioned before, where you're going to be able to see your feet. You're not gonna have anything aside from those straps and any loops that might be on those straps to get hung up on great weight distribution. The only issue is you want to make sure that you have free range of movement with your right arm. Now all of this presupposes you're going to keep your gear on Um, you know, you're you're not gonna ditch your pack on the stream bank when you go fishing, which then it doesn't matter what you're doing. You can carry the ugliest external frame, uh bulky pack in the world. And as long as you dump it before you start fishing, you're gonna be golden. But if you have a narrower pack where you're able to move that right arm, put that elbow all the way back to make those casts, um, again, right elbow if you're right-handed, then uh you're gonna want a pack that is going to accommodate that. All right, so vests, slings, Backpacks. The next one that I used for a number of years, and I just kind of got frustrated with the limitations of it, is the chest pack. Now, a chest pack or a chest box, and you know, here's my big exception for this: if someone has a Richardson chest box, they want to offload, let me know. I just think these those are so cool, and they remind me of of growing up fishing. But uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. A chest pack. The struggle with a chest pack. Well, let me let me start with the positive. The positive is you have a workstation in front of you you look down and everything you need is right there and oftentimes it, you can get it to ride high higher than virtually every other storage solution out there so if you are a deep waiter or you want to work with you know your your hands um a couple inches above a work surface and a couple inches below your eyes a chest pack is a great option for you um so they are often made out of the same kind of you know vinyls and nylons and they Anchor using some sort of strap system over your shoulders and then around your torso, uh, just below your chin. You can wear them lower, but a lot of folks like to wear them higher because they, they give you that nice work surface. Now, if they are flush, then you are going to not have them in the way as much. But as many of us do, as you start to overburden them by more fly boxes and more things hanging off the front of them, they're going to get in the way of what you can see as you're waiting and walking, and they're going to get in the way of shrubs and branches as you walk through the woods, and they may very well get in the way of your casting. I remember uh, one chest pack I had that I absolutely loved, and then I got a new fly box that kind of just changed the shape of, of the profile of the chest box, and I kept whacking it with my... Uh, casting hand uh, after i'd cast i'd bring in my my rod to start stripping and i realized that now like that inch and a half that added to the profile of my chest pack was getting in the way of my rod hand when i would bring it in close to strip it wasn't an issue with nymphing, with like high sticking it was an issue with having a dry fly presentation but stripping in a streamer i would consistently uh, bump my right hand into my chest pack. So I had to move things around and it just it, it bothered me. So again, this is the biggest concern in the world with all the problems in life. Is this really what you need to think about? Uh, not for a prolonged period of time, but take note of it. And these are the things that can you make an adjustment and fix it, or you need to start from scratch to really do what you want to do in a way that's not uncomfortable. Then, you know, those are things to think about. Um, the chest packs also run the, the risk of the, the way that they bear weight. You have a consolidated, um, uh, amount of weight and what you're carrying, and it is in one location and it has the potential, even if you have a good harness system of pulling forward and, uh, and, and riding up from your shoulders up to the back of your neck. So that's something that you certainly could happen with a, a vest, depending on how you, you, put the weight in it. But with a chest pack, you can't offset it by putting things in the back of of that because there often isn't a back to it. So chest packs, they work. um, And especially if you are kind of walking from your car to the stream and you just want to have something in front of you, um, then then it's going to work very well. But for a long day and for lots of waiting, for lots of walking, and if you want to carry a lot of stuff, it's probably not the best option for you. All right. Uh, one thing that I have not used with the exception of my chest pack being convertible and trying to do this every once in a while is a fanny pack. Now I have found that the biggest drawback for a fanny pack is that you have to say you're wearing a fanny pack. I mean, by and large, um, now some people like them because they are very unobtrusive. You get that clean front because they are, um, they, they aren't on your front. They are on your rear end for when you're not using them, um, or on your hip. Um, and also the weight being born is not even on your upper body at all. It's not on your shoulders, it's not in your torso. It's around your waist. And we are built to accommodate weight in that way, and it not have much of an impact at all. Here's the thing the a fanny pack or some sort of waist bag, if you want to use, use that phrase, um, needs to be built. Well, and absolutely cannot be overburdened. Anything that isn't built to accommodate weight, whether it be a a number of fly boxes or a water bottle is really going to want to pull away from your body as soon as you put the thing on. And that is going to be uncomfortable. It's also going to Cause that strap to pull into your the front of your waist or into to your hip, so uh, that that's my big caveat. So convertible bags, I think this is one of the things that you run into. Something that says, oh, it's a sling pack, it's also a chest pack. You can also throw it on your waist. Well, it's it's not going to have the weight distribution in mind when it's in its fanny pack or waist pack configuration. That's going to make it super comfortable for you unless it is really really lightly uh, packed. Um, but that being said, I have one from a major outdoor brand that is not a fly fishing bag and I've worn it around a little bit not to fish but to carry stuff and uh not like out on the town mind you please come on you know better um but like out in the woods and it seems to work well um I kind of don't like the way it feels uh but again that's just preference for you it might be perfect and I know a lot of people that like using um, like waist packs when they are wading in salt, as long as they're not gonna be wading, you know, waist deep, as long as they're just shin or knee or hip deep, they like the idea of some sort of waist pack because it completely opens up their torso and their shoulders so that they can make all of the long, hard double hauls that they want to and need to, and do so in an unencumbered fashion. So uh, not a lot of, of soaring praise for uh, fanny packs and waist packs, but a lot of that is the ones that I haven't used. I have not found to be comfortable while fishing, but you see a lot of people using them. All right. So we went through vests, slings, backpacks, chest pack, fanny pack. If I were to give you my preference, and this is my preference only, I would say sling, backpack, vest, chest fanny. All right. That would be my preference of how to store your stuff. If you are fishing. Now here's the one caveat. And this one I would say is right up there at the very top of my list, but it doesn't really count because it's not a, an item. It's a technique or it is a way of doing things. Um, and that's just to put stuff in pockets. Um, if you can get away with throwing things in shirt pockets and in your pants pockets, then go for it. Um, I've fished a lot of brook trout water for many, many years with having a small fly box in one pocket and then taking like a little lanyard and putting floatant and tippet and nippers and forceps on it and looping it through a belt loop. Um, and it worked great. Um, this is one of my favorite ways to fish because it forces me and i've talked about this in another podcast episode so i won't you know really just go on and on about it here but it forces me to only take what i need it doesn't mean that i don't have extra stuff in the car in case you know some sort of hatch happens or some sort of disaster happens But to be able to only have a handful of things is a great way to go out on the water. You don't have to worry about being, you know, overburdened. You don't have to worry about stuff getting in the way. Uh, You actually don't have to worry about stuff getting in the way in the sense that you don't have to worry about all the things that you have, period, Uh, and just go out and enjoy fishing. But I don't say that last thing to completely eliminate all of the other things that I mentioned. Uh, And like I said, I've talked about being a minimalist and going out on the water, plenty of other situations. So you can uh, go find those on Casting Across. If you have questions, if you have comments, if you have suggestions, if you think I have given something uh, too much praise or I have really not given enough to, let me know. What's your favorite way to fish? And what what do you like to use? And I know I've left some kind of minor things out. There's like the saddlebag styles and there's creels and uh, there's hybrid solutions out there. I get that. What do you like to use? Vests, sling packs, backpacks, chest packs, fanny packs, or nothing at all? Let me know. Matthew at castingacross.com. I would love to hear about it. This week on castingacross.com, as per usual, two articles. The first one is called uh, Throwback Gear Review, Sims Freestone Waiters. So this is a pair of waiters that I've had for a long time, like 20 years, and they are still... Functional. They are not in my major rotation of waders. I've got a couple other pairs of fishing waders I wear more frequently and a pair of hunting waders I wear more frequently, but they still work and I still use them from time to time. So, in this article, I talk about why they are still functional, how I've gotten the longevity out of them. Some of it has to do with them, some of it has to do with me. So, definitely check that out if you are somebody who hates the idea of paying money for waterproof pants. Uh, Wednesday's article is called fly fishing from a box. I have long said that we are in the golden age of fly fishing gear. Maybe not the golden age. I'm not sure what age we're in. We're in a good age of fly fishing gear such that you can go to the store. And out of a box for about 200 bucks, get a fantastic combo, rod, reel, backing line, spooled up, ready to roll uh, in a case. And I talk about why you would spend that money in that way, why you wouldn't go out and buy component pieces. That's a lot of fun. I enjoy that. But I've gotten to the point now where what's out there in these pre-assembled outfits— for most people, for a few different reasons, are definitely worth your money. So check out Fly Fishing from a Box, and I give some examples of gear choices I would make and situations I would make them in in that article. This week's recommendation is Angler's Coffee Dry Dropper Blend. Uh, Angler's Coffee Dry Dropper Blend. I think I've written about, I know I've written about Angler's Coffee, but I know that I've mentioned it also in the podcast. These are little self-contained. They look like tea bags, but they're not. They're like little coffee filter bags. Uh, and this is phenomenal if you are out in the water and in the woods and you want to have a good cup of coffee, you don't want to have to grind it and put it in a Ziploc baggie and bring the whole thing out. These little single-use packets are not just convenient, but they taste great. I've had a couple boxes. So I put them in my office in times where I'm not feeling like using grounds. I'm not feeling like using the little plastic cups. Uh, I go to the dried upper blend, uh, English coffee packs. They're fantastic. All the stuff from English Coffee is really good. They were uh, present at the last fly fishing show, and so I sampled four or five different blends. I'd had a couple prior to that, and I've been really pleased. The branding's good. The people that run it are good, and they know coffee, which at the end of the day is probably what you want the most. So I will put a link to the Dry Dropper Blend packs from English Coffee on the show notes to this podcast page over at castingcross.com. Thanks for listening to the Casting Cross Fly Fishing Podcast. Please subscribe to your favorite podcast app and rate the podcast on iTunes. Then. Head over to castingcross.com for three posts a week on the people, places, and things that go into the pursuit of fish.